What's up, listeners? You are listening to Cast, a podcast focused on co-op and multiplayer gaming experiences. Our hosts are Caleb, myself, Jay, what's up, and Chug. Mm. So, Jay, I actually think that I uh, experienced what you were experiencing the other week. What's that? My biceps were so swollen oh, after the, the gym. Muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the next couple of days. It wasn't as bad as like what you had, but... It was it was hard to put my arms up and down. It was really annoying. Yeah. It was hard with uh, my triceps. It was like not my buys, it was yeah. my tries. You know what's but... you know what's weird though? When, whenever I go to the gym, like now at least, when I work out, I feel so bulky. <laughs> all yeah. the blood is flowing there and, and I feel, you feel like, like a balloon. But I feel like Abby in Last of Us too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more so than la- uh, than before. So yeah, it's like uh now we can snap people's necks without any issue and just like become She-Hulk. Abby's a beast. She is. Like oddly. I remember the first time you see her. I know we're not talking about the second game today, but the first time she's introduced, she just goes ham on those on those clickers. Yeah, her head doesn't fit her body though. Just saying. <laughs> she looked better when she was skinny. <laughs> yeah, she's massive. It's really strange. What? Oh, there's foam falling off the wall here. Because <laughs> uh, it's Our moist is falling apart. <laughs> it's so hot. It's like 100 degrees out. Is it really? Yeah. When we left, it was 97. Wow. <laughs> Oof. You just walk outside and you're drenched in sweat or like automatically. Instantly? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, it's like you're raining on yourself. <laughs> so I have a confession to make. What's that? Last night, I stayed up till 6.30 editing my videos. Oh, my. What? <laughs> videos? Multiple what videos? Now? The two videos. Oh, you made both of them? Yeah. What time did you go to bed? 6.30. When did you wake up? Why do you think I have this huge coffee here? Okay, that makes sense. I actually don't feel too tired. And, then I, and then I walk out and pass later. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be... And I'm streaming tonight, so it's going to be... Uh, you're going to fall asleep on the stream. Yeah. yeah, you did two Last of Us videos, right? Yeah. I've been in Last of Us mode for the last couple of weeks. It's hard to stop thinking about it. Yeah, it is weird it's the it, first it time for you. me playing the first game yeah so it i don't i can't well, you, even explain it well honestly. you played the first game and then you play the second game well i'm playing the second game now yeah but but i think that more so there's more conversation going on about the last of us 2 than how i felt with the last of us 1 mm-hmm. which actually is because everyone knows that yeah. it's a good game yeah at least story-wise exactly yeah. which actually is the topic of our podcast today so today we're going to be talking about the first Last of Us game, and probably I'm saying I'm thinking in a couple of weeks we're going to be talking about the second one. Essentially, if you don't know what the Last of Us game is about, it follows the story of Joel and Ellie. They're in a desolate world where I uh, apocalyptic apocalyptic yeah. And uh, what is it? It's like I guess you could say it's zombies, zombie infested. Yeah, the in- game came infected. out at the height yeah. of the zombie craze there. Yeah. It, it, it did. 2013. But, but the thing but is, it's that, on a real take. It's like a real take of a it's zombie different. apocalypse. It's different, which which made it stand out. Mm-hmm. Which you know what's interesting though is that I was reading up some articles back when the f- game, the first game came out, and that's when the big debate happened when people were thinking, when people were debating on whether games were art or not. Yeah, because yeah. the game was so in depth and the character development was so good that people from that weren't gamers realized that. Games can be art. Yeah, the um, I think it's cool. that one game theory video I sent you mentioned that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll talk more about that later because that's spoiler territory. But actually, yeah. So this podcast, how it's gonna work is the first half we're gonna be spoiler free. We're gonna be talking about how we feel about the game. The later half, we'll warn you, is gonna be the spoiler part of the game. So if you haven't played the game or you you know don't want to hear spoilers, then tune that off. yeah, tune off at that point and. Yeah, so... But we're going to make that very obvious yeah, so we we'll, don't get spoiled. We'll, we'll let you know. So I think the la- um, last time I played it was a couple weeks ago. But before that, I haven't played it... Me and Jay played it, what? We played it the year seven. it came out. It came out in 2013. Yeah, like seven years or something? Yeah, on PS3. Oh, yeah, seven. seven yeah, years. PS3, 30 frames. You played it first. It was your game. And then he let me borrow it. And then I played oh, it after. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember watching you, JJ. I remember watching you play it. And mm-hmm. then I, I would look at your screen every once in a while and just see your neck getting bitten out by yeah. an infected. <laughs> the game is like, extremely what gory. In the world? Yeah. Very brutal. But it's one of the best games I've ever played in my life. I agree. Maybe not gameplay wise, although the gameplay is fun. Yeah. yeah. But 
the real the real meat of the game is the story. Exactly. And that's what everyone talks about. Well, from the beginning of the game, no spoilers whatsoever. Yeah. It just throws you in. Oh, and you, that's right. Right before the, the credits. I mean, you, if you played it, you know what we're talking the about. The opening credits, you mean? Yeah. Right before the opening credits where it basically introduces the game, you're already almost in tears pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the saddest intros ever. They were able to invoke sadness in me in 15 minutes in mm-hmm. that 15 minutes what is it like a prologue I yeah. guess yeah. you could call it then other games have done with 40 hours of gameplay pretty mm-hmm. much it's and insane. they introduced the apocalypse at the same time yeah it was a uh, outbreak day right it was yeah mm-hmm. it showed a little bit before and then during which it was just chaos yeah utter chaos what i liked about the virus though is based on a real thing i forgot the what the name of it was cordyceps cordyceps mm-hmm. yeah it's a fungal infection that infects ants and what it does is it'll attach itself to the ant's brain and the ant will basically become controlled by this fungus and all the ant wants to do is infect other ants so they'll go and hide on a leaf and they'll basically be still alive while the fungus extends through their skull or their head and then shoot spores everywhere, infecting the entire colony. They don't eat the ants, but they just infect them with, with the spores. And didn't you say that uh, in, uh, I think, a video that we both watched, he's mentioning that they're awake during this process? Yeah, there's another another game theory video. Is that what you're referring yeah, to there? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the ant is completely aware of what's happening during that. Yeah. So if that's the case with the humans, that's even more terrifying. Yeah. Like but the it, humans are fully aware of what they're doing, basically hostage in their own body yeah that's crazy which i think is what made it at least more interesting uh, other than you know the other zombie games in that whole span of what like couple years where everyone was making zombie games and movies and, and movies shows. yeah yeah that was the zombie craze yeah but it's a completely new take right because i don't think there's any other fungus infection mm-hmm. i don't think, I don't so. think so it's usually what is it usually like uh, some like viral yeah some unknown virus Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Plague Inc. a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't make a Last of Us DLC for Plague Inc. <laughs> no, I think it was kind of funny. People were saying on Reddit that um, Naughty Dog was trolling by releasing the game about a, a what is it, a vi- uh, not a virus, but like an epidemic mm-hmm. during the coronavirus. Oh. Oh, like, yeah. They're saying yeah. it was purposeful. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, the game was, people knew about the game like three, four years ago. Well, we've been waiting out. for this for years. Yeah. We I, saw it got delayed, actually. Did it really? It got delayed until this June. Yeah. We're talking about Last of Us 2. This is two, this yeah. is the second one. The second mm-hmm. one got delayed. That came out this year. Yeah. People thought it was going to be delayed because of the coronavirus, but they just released it. Hmm. Probably because of the leaks. That's a, a whole new topic for another podcast. And we're, we're talking about The Last of Us 2 next week. Yeah. Yeah. We're going in depth. No, next week. We're doing it. Or, sorry, not next week, but we do yeah, bi weekly. Every, 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 every next other podcast. Week. Yeah. But um yeah, so back to the first one. The first fifteen minutes is so packed full of story, action, and just insanity. Mm-hmm. And it like I've heard some people say that uh the rest of the game is catch trying to catch up with the what happened in the first fifteen minutes, like trying to catch that whole like uh action packed kind of feel but I, I disagree i don't think the game is meant to be like extremely ash action this isn't left for dead we're talking about yeah here. or even like uncharted where there's massive set piece pieces yeah. yeah you're meant to feel vulnerable in the world you're not yeah. it's not a game where you just mow down hordes of zombies yeah you it's every die. shot counts exactly yeah mm-hmm. that's why since it's on console um they don't have snap to aim yeah they automatically make it harder so it doesn't just snap to the enemy's head immediately I noticed that in the beginning, and you, JJ, you you were looking over, and I was like, why is this game so hard? I can't hit my shots. But you're like, that's how the game is actually made to be played. Yeah, yeah. and if you turn on that snap to aim, you're just going to have an easy time, and it's not going to feel as good. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Yeah, because ammo is so limited. It is. It you'll really pick is. up two bullets, and you'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> because like, if you're supposed to get mostly headshots, but it usually takes like three shots to kill a zombie with a pistol. Mm-hmm. But if you pick up three bullets, that's usually three zombies dead. Not necessarily. If you if you can depending get on the zombie, on all of them. Depending yes. on the zombie. Well, well, we we can talk about some of the different types. 
So there's obviously the humans in the game, which I think it's what, like three body shots to kill them and then a headshot yeah, for one? For the pistol at least. Mm-hmm. Right. And then uh, there's the infected, which they are kind of like, I think they call them runners. The runners are the ones that it turned, um, like there was a, they, uh, what's the word? They had turned right before that or like shortly before that. It was like okay. beginning of the virus. And I think the more matured infected are called clickers. Wait, not the beginning of the virus. You mean they're in the beginning stages? The beginning stages. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then the more matured one ones are the clickers. And those are the ones that you're actually terrified of. Because you can't take them head on. Right. And you have to use a shiv to to one shot them. Oh, basically. Yeah. You have to sneak up on them. Essentially, yeah. Well, clickers take two shivs. Oh, in the first game, the yeah. F- really? Two? Two. It was two. What? Well, they're called clickers because they're blind. Exactly, yeah. And they click using some sort of echolocation, mm-hmm. and they'll hear you very easily. So when you sneak up on them, you got to walk really slow. Well, you got to stun it first, and then you shiv it. Well, okay, that, that's saying, that's, we're talking, that's like melee kill. Yeah. Now, you can you can either get a headshot, because you have to get a headshot, I'm pretty sure. You can't kill them with body shots, You have to get you? two headshots with clickers. Two mm-hmm. headshots to kill them, and if they get a hold of you, you're dead. Your jugular is out of your neck. Yes, <laughs> unless you have a shiv. So the game is, extru- like, it's really heightened on this whole stealth aspect. You can't just run around like Call of Duty and just think that you're going to survive you're going to <laughs> which die which chug was trying to do in the second game uh, and it worked at some points though but just no just you glitched your game doing it the first game i didn't glitch it in the first game you ran past a whole section oh. and then joel started t-posing sliding around the ground because he weren't supposed to do I that i didn't run past anything i was going through the <laughs> like the sewer area outside of the city you said you had run past an area no 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 i didn't oh okay so basically what happened was i I went through this whole stealthy area, and I died. But for some reason, it saved ahead of time, and so it put me in front of that section, so I never ran through it. Hmm. No, that's weird. So, so I remember I, you complaining because you died, and then you had to restart that whole part. Because I thought I had, I had to a restart glitch it, when I played. Yeah, yeah, you sent the video. Yeah, the ladder, uh, towards the end of the game, the, the ladder, like, I don't know, a ladder fell on me, then... Joel started floating up in the air, and he was screaming <laughs> Ellie over and over, and then he died. Uh, it was funny. But, um, yeah, so the clickers. I think that's, uh, even in the second game, like, carrying it over, no matter no matter what, every time you run into him, you're anxious. Because mm-hmm. you know you can die right away. And the yeah. game doesn't give you, doesn't just hand you weapons, and doesn't just hand you ammo like, left and right. It's hard to find, and you have to be careful with your shots. Mm-hmm. But what makes it even harder, though, is sometimes there'll be five to ten of them in a room, and you have to oh, stealthily yes. take them out before they see each other or hear you. Well, that and if first one initial you, room, yeah. remember that first initial room in the subway? Uh, you, you go into the room, and then there's there's a room, and then there's a hallway on the outside, and then there's a room in the middle, and hmm. then there's clickers everywhere. The first one, right? The first one, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and the and the and the the scary thing is that if one zombie sees you, oh, I know what you're talking about. I just remembered. Yes, that part is hard. Mm-hmm. That part's really hard. I had to do that a couple times. Um, if one zombie sees you, like for instance, one of the runners, if they see you, they'll start running after you, and then all There's, the other zom- screaming will alert the other ones. Yeah, and then you basically have to take on these runners, which are hitting you, and then the clickers are coming. And once they grab you, you're dead. You're, you're pretty dead. much screwed. Unless you have a shiv and you can stab it into their head. The second game introduced the dodging mechanic, which was really useful. <clears throat> I actually really like that. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, they could still one shot you. Yeah. I feel like if the first game had that, though, it would be different. The, yeah. The, the first not game better. Is, yeah. It wouldn't be any better than it actually is. I feel like that they purposely yeah. didn't put a dodge button in there. Mm-hmm. The first game is very linear. It is. There's no open world aspect at all. Yeah. And There's exploration, but it's very slow. While you're in it's, the linear It's area. looting style exploration as yeah. you go on. Right. It's not like you go wherever you want in the city and get gear. Mm-hmm. It's just there's one house that you can go through, and if, if you want to stop and loot it, you can. If not, then you'll just be more limited in your next battle. Yeah. I like how they implemented um, when you finally go to a, a certain house or a room the person like goes near where the exit is and says, "Oh, if you want to search this place, you can." Kind of like hmm. kind of like a little throw to, "Oh, go explore this place, get stuff." Yeah. I uh, forget if they did it in the first game, but they, they had did. they had the hints in the second game. Oh, the oh, hints. Yeah, they I had it in know. the first one. They did. did. They? If you took hmm. too long 
trying to, you know, not knowing what to do, it'll say click L3 to That's find not for expiration, though. That's just for puzzles. Getting no, to the puzzles. next area. Which I actually think that the puzzles in the game were really interesting. I don't know if I call them puzzles, though. Do you guys remember they're the... They're kind of just like figuring... Well, I guess you could call them puzzles. You guys remember just, that yeah. one puzzle with the boat? Which one? With, the first one? In No, second one. Where you had to take the the rope and then throw it over and then climb up the uh, oh yeah balcony trying to get to uh, oh that's right I don't want to say it just because yeah, the, the second reasons, game's puzzles but... were really good mm-hmm. I don't remember the first games as much uh, the second game basically does most of the puzzles with the addition of the rope pretty much mm-hmm. yeah but the first game the majority of the puzzles are move this trash can in this area so you can jump on it and get up to a higher area than pass through that place or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah but it's not they weren't like they didn't make you feel stupid or they weren't too annoying and complex to where you were getting angry yeah they were were just right and they i'm glad they did the underwater parts yeah because there's a lot of games that underwater sections i absolutely hate yeah Yeah. (laughs) but they did it well in that game the first one and there's a good balance of puzzles and fighting Mm -hmm. because you'll be fighting for a while and then you'll get to a peaceful area where you can just kind of relax and solve the puzzle leisurely and the characters interact while you do that yeah the pacing is so good so you can enjoy the story while you do the calm puzzle yeah one thing that i i now that you mentioned that i want to say that the this game i think a factor of why the story was so good and so um it made you connect to the characters is because while you were playing throughout the game all this dialogue was going on between them and it was like some parts were funny and some parts were like saying things about the characters. And you know, you see that in other games, but I think that they just nailed it so well mm-hmm. and the interaction is so natural. Like some games, it just doesn't like feel right. It, it, you can tell that, I don't know, it's like scripted and this game, it's so like involving that you almost feel like this is an actual conversation. You know, and, they're yeah. actually bonding. Right. And exactly. The two voice actors had, great chemistry together yes they're they're both amazing which yeah. i love troy baker i love troy baker yeah he's such he's, a good yeah. voice actor he's joel right yeah he's he's joel hmm. same with the new game too he was yeah. the same voice actor but the, the lady who played ellie too she does an amazing job yeah in the second game there are a lot of flashbacks and she plays ellie as like 13 16 17 and an adult she, wow and huh. she nailed all of them yeah i didn't even notice that's actually really surprising like the the voice is just higher pitched, yeah, and it's believable. You never it never takes you out of the moment. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, huh? But even like I'm not gonna spoil, but the last lines of the game, they're just they're so emotion, so emotional. And it's I, uh, this is something else that I think that the first and the second game do really well, and I think it kind of just goes with the whole atmosphere and the world building. Is that there's a lot of times there's minimal dialogue, but it's so believable and so impactful that they don't need to have this whole entire speech or this whole entire... Yeah, you just look at their emotions. Exactly. The, the Pairing with the emotions and the minimal dialogue, it's just, like, so impactful. The facial expressions, though. Yes, even in the first game, they look amazing. Yeah. Better than some games Seven-year-old game, and you can see the emotion in animated characters' eyes. Yeah. Well, Kill, you never played the remastered version. No, I did. They you played the remastered? Yeah, I just played it the other week. 60 frames? 60 frames. That didn't oh, change the graphics it, that much. It didn't, but it's... It looks. It does look really it good, It did though. feel a lot mm-hmm. smoother. I remember when I first played it, I was walking around in the first scene, and I'm like, wow, this game looks amazing, and it feels amazing. But um, like what I was talking about earlier, off off recording about The Witcher 3 graphics, like it's dated now, but yeah. it still looks good. Yeah, for its time, actually, the first Last of Us game was top of the top of the line mm-hmm. the graphics mm-hmm. were you know way up there, there was, that was like setting the bar it's one of those games where i just want to replay it again it but. is a really good game and it's another thing is that it's not too long and it's not too short which about i really like 12 hours right about like 12 to 15 i'd say yeah depends on how fast you complete certain areas mm-hmm. yeah and there's no collectibles uh no not there, first no i don't think so so it's just straight up gameplay and story yeah that's why. That's why the first one's more linear. With exploration, yeah. though, like we were going going back to when we said that every shot counts. Mm-hmm. Like you go into a room and you get stocked up on everything. You you feel so good. Be like, oh, dude, I have so many bullets in this. 
then you get into a fight. <laughs> you lose everything, and you're pretty much like, oh, I have nothing. Now I have to go and find the stuff again. Well, usually that's your own fault if you lose everything because you can either go stealth or you could just go guns blazing. Yeah. And if you do that, then all your bullets are gone. Well, it's it's funny that you say that because um, I'd say this game is the most satisfying looting system I was gonna I say that too. Ever played. You'll feel rewarded for searching every cabinet, every exactly. drawer. Literally everything you search, you find a one bullet and you're happy. And because ev- everything is so tense and ammo is scarce and materials are scarce, you wanna you wanna stay and loot. Like you don't wanna just mm-hmm. rush through like in some other games. One small detail that I really liked about both games is the things that you loot. It's not like you don't find a whole pair of scissors. You can find a quarter of a pair of scissors. Oh, and then yeah. It's not like, oh, I, there's everything right here that I need to make a bomb, let's say. But you pick it all up and be like, wait, it's only half of what I need. It's realistic. It's like, it's a really cool detail that mm-hmm. most people really overlooked. And the crafting is super good in the game. Yeah. I mean, it's simple, but it's so effective and so fun that you actually want to craft things. Yeah. Like, I... I would take time to get undercover and craft things because, you know, I knew that I needed it or I knew that it would help me in this situation. And also, what about the, the skill trees really good too? Yeah. What were the skill trees in the first game? I don't remember. I'm it's, trying to um, think. I think there was four categories. I think it was limited to four. Mm-hmm. Because in the new game, you find you get more and more skill trees. As yeah. You, you find like a magazine and it unlocks a new skill tree for you. But in yeah. the first game, yeah, there was, there was a base I think it was it. like combat, stealth, uh, like weapon upgrades and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which you can upgrade your weapon in the first one too. I always went down the health line first for some reason. Like I yeah, just, me too. I wanted the most health that I can get. Yeah, which is another thing is that also you um like you find what is it alcohol and uh, cloth to make med kits. Yeah, and or molotovs or molotovs. Yeah, you you go through those things like crazy mm-hmm. med kits and stuff because you're always getting shot at. You're always getting hit and. Just the whole game is just really scarce and everything. You know in a lot of games when you have a Molotov and it just kind of feels like a dinky weapon? Mm-hmm. Well, the Last of Us games make Molotovs feel powerful. Yeah. Yes. If you have one, that's five or six zombies you could take out easily. Mm-hmm. Or an instant A couple kill, humans or... Yeah. Yeah. You just um, throw it in a room and it'll spread. Spread yeah, to the enemies. Yeah. Uh, also, like, saying that the Molotov is actually, like, impactful and actually does things the guns sound amazing they and do. they feel amazing mm-hmm. it sounds almost loud in your ears it does kind of like realistic yeah and um i think i think this isn't the first game i mean i don't know if you experienced it but uh like for instance one time i shot an ai a human in the leg and he got down on one knee and i was gonna finish him off with like i think i had a crowbar or something that sounds so violent <laughs> i had like a crowbar i was gonna finish him off but I stopped and then he like looked up at me and he's like, he said something like, uh, oh, I, I forget what he said, but he said something to me before I killed him. Oh no, he was pleading. That's what he was doing. He was asking yeah. me not to kill him. So could you have smart. spared him? I think he probably would have attacked me. I don't think, I think the game's too linear for that, mm-hmm. but it was like on the fly. It wasn't scripted or anything, which that stuff happens in the second game as well. It happened which, to me a couple times too. Yeah. They'll like say something just before they die or like, plead and ask for you well, to like spare I them. shot some dude's arm off with the hunting pistol and he was on the ground he was just like looked up and he's like, he's like why <laughs> yeah the second game is way more violent than the first game <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think weren't, Chug weren't you saying that the first game does have people that scream like if you shoot their leg off or yeah, something yeah JJ was mentioning that the AI if you're in a certain area in the AI in the second game um, the AI will actually yell out to the people where mm-hmm. they are. So if you're behind a car, you sit, you hear like somebody say, like, "Oh, Tom, he's by the car." They yeah. never say names in the first game. They didn't say names, they don't but say in names. the second game, they do say names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the first game, they did have that. They just scream out, "Oh, he's behind the car," or "Oh, he's behind the desk," or huh. they actually detect where you are. Yeah. And then you, they all know to rush you at the at that one location. Yeah. Even even in the first game, it's really impressive for a game that's. What seven years old? Well, the no, AI was so good. It came out seven years ago. Yeah, they, but they created it even yeah. before that. It's pretty impressive, actually. So that's why when it came out, it like stormed all like everyone. It's just like, what is this game? Mm-hmm. And that's just the mechanics and the graphics. No, I think it's crazy I'm though. Mad that uh, I didn't get to play it in 2013. 
Yeah, but I mean, you get to play it now, though. Yeah, I played I played the first one for the first time, like, couple mm-hmm. th- like last week. I was going to say, like, I've been to a, a game shop or something, and they had a used copy of the game for, like, 5 to $10. Yeah. That's an amazing price for that game. Yeah. I mean, GTA, they still ask for $60 or sometimes $30, like, years later. Yeah, if you have a... If anyone has a PS3 lying around and you have a couple bucks to spare... Or PS4, and if you want 60 frames, or yeah, remaster. But you can pick up the game on PS3 for yeah, like five bucks. Yeah, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best games ever. It is, yeah. I'd say I mean, so. I I really enjoyed the gameplay, but you don't stay for the gameplay. The story. Mm-hmm. The basics of the story is uh, a guy named Joel meets up with a, a young girl named Ellie, and it's basically like a father daughter dynamic there, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, Joel and Ellie basically take a road trip across the U.S. and they meet up with tons of people along the way mm-hmm. and people die and people get captured and it's just, but the dynamic between the two is so believable and so real that you care about them both deeply. Yeah, it's honestly the best character development I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even the side character. Red Dead 2 rival set. I haven't played it you yet. Gotta, you gotta play that later on. Uh, yeah, I haven't played it yet. But I'm gonna compare it a little bit, but the difference is you don't get to know two characters like you do in Last of Us. It's more of like a dynamic t- between a bunch of characters yeah. that you get to know and you, you get to like It's them a whole all. camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the reason you care about Joel and Ellie so much is that it's pretty much only their relationship. It's all they have yeah. in that terrible world. Mm-hmm. And they they bring so much emotion out of that. We can't talk spoilers, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, there's even like uh, we were talking about dialogue uh, during gameplay and like in the cutscenes, you'll see them laughing together and what's cool is you see the progression throughout the game and you see that you see the relationship building it's not just you know one cutscene and then now they're friends or whatever and they also talk about various things over the course of the game like you mentioned the whistling yeah oh yeah yeah so uh, at one point like towards the beginning of the game uh You'll you'll be um I think it's during like a puzzle or something. Uh, Ellie will be like trying to whistle, but it, you know like it was just like airy. And, and if you look at her, she's like trying to whistle too. And then Joel will ask, you know, what are you what are you doing? And then she says like, I don't know how like I don't know how to whistle. And he's like, you don't know how to whistle. And then like um towards the end of the game, you'll hear her and she'll whistle. And then she'll be like, and, she, and then she'd say, oh I know how to whistle now. And and then he you know. You see, like, the the dynamic change. So he'll be, like, you know, all excited or whatever. But it's, like, it's like stuff like that. You'll, you'll see progression throughout the game. It's not something happens and they forget about it later on the game. Something yeah, the happens small stuff and it comes that, back. The small stuff that, like, makes you appreciate the, the characters. Yeah, it's the small details that they really put the work into that makes it such a natural growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, they use seemingly meaningless interactions to make it feel real. Yeah. They don't put cringy dialogue like i don't think there's anything cringy in the first no. game no the second game yeah but eh, yeah a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um with the first game i think all the dialogue is good yeah i don't remember all of the characters but joel and ellie though you care about them so much see but this is the thing you haven't played the game in seven years yeah i i, I mean i've played... watched some of the cutscenes recently yeah i mean i i played it when it first came out too but i played it a couple weeks ago before i played the second game chug played it what a couple days ago yeah, I beat it on like Sunday or something. You still, Jay, you still remember the the dynamic. Mm-hmm. You still remember the little things, and you still remember the game being really good. And you haven't played it in years. Yeah. I don't think there's any other game I could say that I've just remembered so much about it mm-hmm. and been so fond of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's my favorite game of all time, but it's definitely the most memorable. Yeah. It's my favorite game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many it's, other games I like, too. It's weird because it was like for, for a while it was Last of Us and Witcher Three, but then I played Last of Us again. And I'm like, no, like, no, it's Last of Us. Because personally, I I favor story and character development over gameplay mechanics. I'd say the story is probably the best of any game. Yeah, yeah. definitely the story. The gameplay is fun, but it's it's so so. It's not anything yeah. that like like oh I want to play this again, but the story complements the gameplay. I say the gameplay is solid. Yeah. It's really solid. It's not bad at all. It's really fun, but it's nothing groundbreaking. Yeah. Well, I'm saying there was a lot of gameplay and a lot of cutscenes like mixed in with it. Yeah. So 
there's a lot there's a ton of story so when you play it you're gonna you're gonna really like the game too. yeah so well that's i think that's why the game is so story based because there's they put a lot of work into cutscenes yeah. as well how many hours of uh i said i don't know i really don't know how many. i think the second game had like 10 hours so i watched i saw a couple of videos on youtube and they were like toward nearing 10 hours of, of what cutscene. about the second game Oh, that's what I mean. The second oh, second game. game, yeah. No, definitely not the first no, game. No, the first game had like three. If there was 10 hours of cutscenes, there'd be like hours two hours of, of game. Yeah. But you kind of, you learn to appreciate the cutscenes in The Last of Us, though. Yeah. I don't think people fully understand how much of a difference there is between that game and an average movie. Like, yeah. you can fall in love with characters in TV shows a lot easier than movies. Yeah. Because they only have, in a movie, they only have an hour or two to work with. Yeah. But over 12 hours or so... You really know those characters, but that's why I feel like you know them. So that's why I feel game game stories are better than movies. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, what is it? Um, if you you know those people that don't play video games, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that some people. Well, listen someone who's to listening this, to this probably, probably plays video yeah. Games. But um, I'm just saying the people that don't usually play video games sometimes they like, oh, I want to, I want to watch someone play this game because I can't play it myself. Oh yeah. So they watch like the cutscenes all put together. That does not suffice most of the time. Yeah. Because there's literally maybe let's say Last of Us One, that's about two to three hours of cutscenes. The entire game is twelve. What happens in the other nine? Yeah. That person doesn't get to experience it themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we were saying before, there's dialogue during gameplay, and those little dialogue, like little dialogue things, are come back later. They really sell it for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The interactions between them, because. In movies, you don't get to see those little little things. Mm-hmm. They usually only show the most impactful impactful things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, shows are a little different because they have many many episodes yeah. to introduce you to the characters and show you their quirks. But the Last of Us games, they they just have so much in them. I think even like for, uh, speaking about that, I think that it even one ups TV shows because you get to play as the characters. So That's true. You are that character so you're put in the place of that character you get to control it it's a different feeling it's yeah i think there's better more opportunities for story building in video games than any other media format opportunities but it doesn't happen often it doesn't no it's very rare to find a game like this well because most games they prefer flashy game mechanics rather than in-depth story development yeah Mm -hmm. what was a game that came out in the last couple years that we were really really sad about Sad. sad or not sad about just like disappointed that's the better word um i mean see if these when it came out it's yeah, better but we now weren't, we weren't expect- when it came we out expect- we were well i was expecting it to we be were better expecting. we weren't expecting it to have a story no so, are you talking, oh, about, talking, story-wise? talking about story based games um i don't play a lot of them to be honest so i'm not sure i'm not oh, entirely okay. sure why is there one that comes to mind for you no that's what i'm asking you guys hmm. i don't think so but it is rare to see developers put that much time into a story like it was with the last of us well it took seven years to make the second one oh yeah there's a there's a lot of different things the second one's like twice as long yeah there's it's just there's i can't even explain honestly yeah we'll we'll get more into that in the next podcast so i think that's gonna be it for the first half of this podcast so this is the spoiler warning so from here on out we're actually gonna be talking about a lot of spoilers so you don't want to hear that thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next podcast turn back now yes you have turn been back. warned <laughs> you have been warned if you if you're not planning on seeing anything about the game and wanting to play it yourself just turn yeah. off so if you haven't played the game i recommend not listening to this cuz yeah, you should exactly. play the game rather than listening mm-hmm. to our thoughts about it come back later and listen to our thoughts about it but first play the game it's it's really worth playing without spoilers yes because the ending i yes. i watched i watched the final scenes the other day and even the last line Ellie says, just the way she says, okay. It's so and then good. Roll credits. Like, uh, <laughs> and then that song. Yeah. That song is that good. awesome song that plays. It's no, so when good. I first, when I first beat it, like, like on Sunday, I think. But I was just sitting there, like, watching the credits. I was just, like, thinking about <laughs> what yeah. the game just, like, I don't know. This was, is why I love this game so much is because you travel throughout the whole country with Joel and Ellie, you get to see people die that you actually care about. And then at the end of the game, there's this massive turn and you're, I don't know, you're, you're happy about it. You you love Joel and he turns into a psychopath and you're like, yes, (laughs) you're like, yes, (laughs) you like, you're killing innocent people almost. And you're like, yes, but it doesn't matter because you like Ellie. so much. Yes. It's, it's so messed up, but it's so good. 
they take all morality out of it. Pretty exactly. much. I think um, that choice is called like the trolley trolley um, conund- or paradox or something. I forget what it's called. But basically, it's the choice between moving the track to kill one person or killing a group of people. Oh. But you know the person on the other track. Mm. So like, would you rather kill five people or save the person you love? Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting twist on that. I don't, I don't know what you call that. Like, um, um, philosophical or philosophical something. dilemma, something yeah. like that. But what's crazy is in the game, you can't really get attached to any other characters besides just Joel and Ellie. Well, uh, I, okay, did, I didn't remember most, to be honest. Okay, well, let's start from the the start. First 15 minutes. Joel's daughter. Joel's daughter dies. And that... That's sad. But it was that's a stupid really reason, sad. though, because of the, st- the stupid security guard. I, I know, wanna... but this is what kickstarts the whole yeah. dynamic later on. It's What I'm trying to say is that it was so sad, I didn't even know her that well. Yeah. It, I cared the about The way her. they portrayed her well, the death. Well, the emotion yeah. in her and, and what Joel. you saw beforehand, you were actually yeah. playing as her. So that was, yeah. a, that was a big I kind of like that, actually. I like how they yeah. made it you playing her first. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe that's part of the factor of why you were so sad that she died. Yeah, and she gave him the watch and stuff, so you already kind of care about their relationship. Yeah, and so you, in fifteen minutes, you see their relationship like progress a little bit, and then everything turns to poop, and then <laughs> and then she dies, and you're like about you're, to cry. No, it's like like why? thinking about it now, I actually kind of like want to cry. But it, it wasn't like a drawn out death sequence. I it mean, wasn't. It was. Just, it was. Died. It was just that's with all the games. Well, though, or it was games. it wasn't like that with her. She well, it was she took maybe a couple it was a seconds. Little, to it die. was a little longer, but she was crying. But he never said anything to her. It's like, not like the second game where a character gets shot in the head and boom, yeah, they're just gone. You're like, oh, I liked him. Okay, <laughs> moving on. And then you have to process it, like while, while you're keeping playing. up with the story, and it's like, what just happened right now? Like I'm in shock. Yeah, but but yeah, like I don't know. It's just you know you haven't played the game in seven years yet. You still are sad about that one death that yeah. you were introduced to the character in 15 People minutes. People always say up is sad. No, Last of Us Last of Us is when, sad. When real men cry. Yes, yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> like, it's... I don't know. Like, I don't even know her name, to be honest. I forget her I don't, name. I don't, it was... I don't remember either. Um, Jenna? No, it wasn't Jenna. I know that. Um, I don't, you want to pull it up? Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. I but, don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah, his daughter's death basically sets in motion the rest of the game. Well, mm-hmm. she dies, and then in it, Last of Us pops up on the screen. Sarah. 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 That's what it was. like 15 years Last after? Last of Us pops up on the screen. Uh, 15 or 20. And then it basically goes and tells, and then it has like the, the, news the flash. intro credits telling you about what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so genius. Like the first 15 minutes is so good. Hey, Chuck, as you were playing it, I was looking over at you like, I wonder what he's thinking right now. <laughs> Cause well, like my, I can't relive the first time I played it ever. Yeah. Cause there's so many emotions going through your head when you play it. Yeah. That's what I was gonna mention. You can never replay the game the same. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I even like was really sad when that happened. Like, I re- I kind of forgot how I felt when I pl- played through it a couple weeks ago. But even like when she died, I just like I sat back and I was like, no. <laughs> Yeah. No, why? But the initial right before the guard shot, he says, "But if there's a little girl." Yeah. And then he's like, "But," and then there's like three dots on the screen. I'm like, "Uh, uh." It's like, no. why did the guard shoot? Um, his um, I think it was because she wasn't bitten. No, she they weren't bitten, but they, I think that their goal was to take out all the the people on the outside. Probably like in that, were, was that a government city? Was he from the government? Yeah. He was from the quarantine zones. He was the he was the government. He wasn't. There our, were quarantine zones at that time. No, oh, that was outbreak outbreak were, day. They were yeah. turning they were going to turn it into a quarantine zone. Quarantine so they're zone. already planning. It I all happened so. in one night. Yeah, they probably immediately instituted martial law and just took over. Yeah, because in the second game they they tell a lot about Fedra and all yeah. the government things that it's were gone. overrun. Yeah, yeah. But it was it's kind of interesting to see that because. You never see the beginning stages in the first game. Mm-hmm. You just see the outbreak day, and then it goes 15 years in the future. Yeah. Second game explores some backstory yeah. about what happened in certain cities. Mm-hmm. And you hear a lot about the quarantine zones. Yeah. So what happened to Joel after that? 
Uh, jo- 20 years past. No, I, it was 15, I think. It was 20. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't remember. It's either 15 or 20. But okay. yeah, so after that point, it kind of it cuts to him and Tess, which is a new character. Um, it was his wife? No, 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 no. They, they weren't married. I think they were kind of like off and on, off and thing. on type thing. Yeah, they worked together. I think they uh, what was it? They transport illegal guns. I think so. Yeah. So basically, you see that first fifteen minutes, Sarah dies, and then all of a sudden, fifteen twenty years passes, and then. This is 15, 20 years of the virus, too. So it's like right. so much has passed. But now Joel destroyed. Yeah. And Joel is basically a criminal. Like he, he transports. Illegal there is guns. no law. There is no yeah. morality anymore. Right. And then there's like this uh, conflict between, you know, Fedra and the Fireflies, which I think. At I don't first, know. They were just one group. Yeah. But I think they were. I don't know. I guess you can call them a terrorist kind of group, because even in the second game, like later on, you'll hear characters talk about. Like, they blew up checkpoints and they killed innocent guards that were just trying to do their job. Hmm. So, were they well, trying to know. institute some sort of new order or something? I think because they wanted the cure so badly. I wonder what their agenda was with that. Because yeah, the not... fireflies are never portrayed as good, mm-hmm. except for well, there was kind of with Abby in the second game. Well, but... no, did yeah. actually in well when you first meet Tommy at the dam, you you see that. Uh, what is it? He left the Fireflies? Yeah. He and a bunch of fi- people that realized the Fireflies weren't that good finally left and then wanted to build a community together. I think that's kind of the lesson in the whole game, though, is there's really no good people anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no good institutions. Well, I mean, the people that left the Fireflies, those were really the only good people that I've noticed. The only good... Because they wanted to build life back up to what it was originally. Right. The only good people, I'd say, is Jackson. Yeah, I mean, the whole game is about the last survivors yeah. and how they don't even have humanity anymore, basically. Yeah. Like, the old morality doesn't matter because they just kill for survival. And with Joel, the, it focuses on him mostly because mm-hmm. of his loss in the beginning and then with his relationship with Ellie. And I saw someone someone writing that basically Ellie was his only reason to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he was kind of a criminal for for many years doing horrible things but then he finally found a little bit of humanity in Ellie yeah. and that's what gave him the reason to live and he basically saw the rest of humanity as it can't be saved yeah. even with a cure they're they're too terrible they're going to kill each other anyway and he'd rather cho- choose to live life with Ellie and die while seeing the rest of the world die that's interesting like he yeah. He chose Ellie over the fate of the entire world, potentially. Which, if yeah. we were put in that predicament, would we do the same? Probably. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. Joel lost his daughter, and then 15, 20 years went by where he saw all these messed up things. He saw the world with, you know, how it is now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's probably right, you know? Like, like he last, says in like, the second game, I would do it all over again. Yeah. And he's not remorseful for it. Mm-hmm. I think it was... I mentioned in the beginning, there's a Game Theory video. I, I don't think you saw it, but basically, you know Game Theory? I've heard of them. I've seen a few videos. Basically, so. he, he was going going on about the fact that in modern medicine, there is no such thing as a vaccine for a fungal infection. Yeah. Not even with our modern hospitals and labs. It's never been done, and it's not even possible currently. So how would the fireflies, with no mo- uh, modern technology, do that? Well, it was their only chance quote unquote it was a chance but then he goes on to say that if they wanted to do that the most effective way to get a cure were from antibodies in her blood and killing her was the worst possible option (laughs) so if they had killed her there would be no hope anyway so technically Joel's choice didn't matter for anything he just got to save Ellie he's and he also said what was it uh the fireflies are just a bunch of dummies (laughs) (laughs) basically Joel killed them or whatever so I don't know if Naughty Dog had that in mind I personally, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think too much of the first game and too much of the second game focuses on that entire decision and the consequences of it. I think they just don't, they just didn't know the science behind it. Probably. I think that, but that they obviously knew about cordyceps, so I'm sure they did some research on fungus. Right, but I mean, it's fictional. I don't. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that it could be that way because if the whole entire story leads up to that one point and that whole turning point at the end of the game. 
I don't think that they would have like, I don't think they would implement implement that kind of plot hole into that. Well, Jiddy, mm-hmm. what time? What year was it in the game? Two thousand twelve. Like- or 13, I 13. believe. It was supposed to be the time the game was released. 2013 is when the virus broke out, right? Yes. Yeah. 20 years later. That's 2033. It's not 20 years later. Oh, you're right, yeah. 2033. So there might have possibly been a chance. No, and that because modern technology it doesn't ceased. have that. It stopped probably at that point. Mm-hmm. All d- research and development probably completely the stopped. The world was destroyed. Okay. Yeah, I the world halted, basically. You know what I'd be interested in seeing, though? Hmm. What happens overseas? Because do they say huh. that the world was destroyed everywhere? I think. I don't like, know, how actually. Did, how did the virus get transmitted overseas if it was started in the U.S.? Hmm. Was like, it started in the U.S.? I mean, probably. That would be kind of interesting, actually. Well, I mean, that's that's just the northern hemisphere. But or you no, know, the western hemisphere. The whole sorry, world is destroyed. Western or hemisphere. the whole uh, United States is destroyed, at least. Yeah, but that means Canada is connected to the United States, so obviously they have it. Mexico, yeah, but maybe what about, South America. What about Australia? Oh, I don't know. What about, I don't know, Europe or something? It might have spread Possibly. somewhere. I mean, maybe by the spores. Because the yeah. spores were everywhere. But one thing I was, I was kind of um, confused about is how it spread so quickly when it takes a little bit for the virus to take hold. Hmm. Like, it's not like other zombie movies where the zombie will bite the person and they'll fall down and instantly change. Uh, it's a couple days. Yeah, so, like, an outbreak day. How The zombies are just running in, eating people. They so, they how were they not able to be stopped before the virus took hold and just shot mm. the, the people who were bit? I don't know. It must have been that that was, like, the peak of the infection. It probably was, like, an underlying thing for a little bit. No one really understood it. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, I guess a majority of people had it at that point, and then it just... That was the peak of everything. Maybe yeah. the spores started spreading somehow. Yeah. And then they somehow mutated to spread to humans. Yeah. Because in that it, in that other game theory video, um, that virus or that um fungal infection has been detected in cows. So if it can it can mutate like that and spread to other species, it could have happened with the cordyceps. Hmm. We're gonna see less of us in real life. Imagine less of us imagine if they make less of us three, it's like zombie cows. <laughs> zombie cows. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be amazing. What did you guys think of uh, Tess? Was, for, the, was thought, her death impactful for you guys? I don't remember how I felt seven years ago. Honestly, I forgot about her. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of knew that something was going to happen to her because either she was going to go away mm. or she was going to die. Any any like I kind of knew that beforehand because yeah. obviously I've, I've seen the game before and I've seen Ellie and Joel going just together. Yeah. So obviously I knew that something was going to happen to her, so I didn't really get that attached correct me if i'm wrong but i remember she was kind of a jerk a little bit yeah um she, or yeah, she was well, a she's, little she's bit. like hardened she was hardened yeah because she's practically a criminal i mean mm-hmm. but i don't think her death was uh at least for me i don't i didn't really get too impacted by it but i will say that i think that's after that point that's where the story really kicks off well it's because now it's just joel and ellie that's what the first point you see that somebody besides his daughter that like so like an adult somebody just dies that was a part of the story mm-hmm. that you've seen for maybe an hour or two beforehand yeah. that was the first initial like oh this game is not gonna be very yeah what is the word like i don't know friendly <laughs> yeah something like that people just die pretty um, much also i was gonna say oh yeah and then when tess dies you hear ellie you know saying like you know being all surprised and shocked that like Tess died. I think she she wasn't really exposed to too much death. I know that in the DLC that her best friend her best friend died, but other than that, I think that she wasn't exposed too much. And that's why throughout the game you actually hear her commenting on Joel killing everyone. Mm-hmm. You know? It's weird because the like, tables have turned in the second game. <laughs> really turned. She became like, Joel in the period where he didn't have Ellie. Yeah, she became Joel on steroids. Yeah. She's, like, crazy. <laughs> He's a psycho. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm interested to see what your guys' thoughts in the next podcast about um, how she's changed. Mm-hmm. Like, personality-wise. I got to get to the ending first, though. Yes. Yeah, but you can obviously see the change. Oh, obviously. From the start of the game. Yeah. She's a different person. You find out in the second game, it's not a spoiler, but you find out that she actually knew that Joel did what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that brings new meaning to the ending of the first game. Yeah. Do you think that takes away from how good the first game was? 
since they changed that in the second game? I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I I don't think that they really needed to make a second game. I don't think so either. Because like, the just the, I mentioned earlier, the way she said "okay," it's open ended. Like, there's emotion in her voice. Like, either it's "I believe you" or "I totally don't believe you," mm-hmm. and it was very open ended with how how the game finished out. The ending was perfect. Yeah, and it didn't need to be explained further. I would have been happy never having a sequel. Me too. I think that's that's honestly, I'd say that's the biggest uphill battle that the second game has is proving it deserves to exist. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. I would have been yeah, I would have been completely happy if it was just the first game. I think like the second game can basically be some fan fiction there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be a different universe if you think of it like that. Alternate that would be reality. A lot better actually. No, well, that would just be weird well, if they made it official like that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's it it is how it is now, but I think if we were theoretically thinking of it this way, that I think it would have been completely fine with the first game. Definitely. I mean, I, I wasn't asking for a second game after that. No, me neither. Although I really did want to find out what happened afterwards. Same. After I played the first game, but now actually, after I know what happens afterwards, either it was because the game could have been a second game could have been better. Mm-hmm. Or because I didn't actually need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Or you were... Not knowing was the best part. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just the, the suspense there. Yeah. What about um Henry and... What's his, his brother's name? Uh, I gotta look this up. Yeah, the two brothers? I don't yeah, remember them. the two... You don't? Uh, no, I don't. You don't? Really? You were, they were in the game for like three hours. Yeah, I honestly don't remember them. That's crazy. Hmm. I actually didn't remember Tommy either, to be honest. Tommy was huh. awesome. I love Tommy. I, lo- I love uh, him I, in the second game. I know. I, I really like Tommy, actually. Tommy's the best. Yes. Like, um, wait, what if? This is this is totally different, but I'm Henry saying. Henry and Sam. Henry and Sam, yeah. yeah. Sam. Um, uh, this is We can go back to Henry and Sam afterwards, but yeah. I'm just saying, what if there was an, like, an alternate timeline type of thing? Mm-hmm. Where Joel lets Tommy take Ellie to the hospital. Hmm. Oh, what and at one like? point, yeah, because there was a point in the game where I, mean, I think it was what midway. It was at the dam. Yeah, um, Joel was actually gonna let Tommy take Ellie because he didn't know where the Fireflies headquarters or the hospital was. So Tommy was gonna bring her, and then Ellie ran off because she was sad. She she basically she got to the point where. She realized that everyone else in her life left or either or died. And she knew that Joel was going to let hand her over to Tommy. Yeah. And mm. Joel was the only person that has stayed in her life. For a long period of time. For, yeah, consistently. Because she she's lived in a world where she had no one. Yeah. And so Joel at that was point, the last she really thing. cared about Joel and she didn't want Joel to leave. Yeah. And then at, I think at that point, it's the real... Like the real tipping point for Joel, at least, because you can tell that he really cares about her up until that point. Yeah, that's where that's where they start like really bonding. Yeah, and then he chooses to to bring her, and then that's you know, I don't know. It's but what just, if what so, if so he, good? What if he turned her over to Tommy? I don't, I don't think it would be even close to as impactful. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then. But he, what would he? What would Tommy do at the hospital though? Would he save her? He would have let her. I think he would have let her. You know. Yeah. Yes. Remember the beginning of the second game where Joel was telling Tommy this? Mm-hmm. He was surprised, but yeah. he said I would have done the same thing in your shoes. Oh, yeah. But he also... He didn't care about her as much. Yes, but if it was in the middle of the trip, I don't think he would have had as like all the experiences beforehand that Joel yeah, and Ellie true. had. Okay, I can see that. Uh, yeah, I, I, if it went that way, I don't think it would be nearly as good of a game mm-hmm. as it is now. Yeah, an alternate timeline where it's not good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that point I think is is really interesting. Also, um, you know, we we talk about Ellie being changed in the second one, but if you think about, it, she did have a, a a pretty like um reasonable change in the first game. Do you guys remember when? What was it? Um, it was at the the college, and Joel, I think he fell and he got stabbed or something. Oh yeah, and he was the, sick for pipe thing. Yeah, and he was sick for a long time. And uh, Ellie was kind of like fending for the both of us. And then there was that psychopath guy that captured her. It was yeah. that part with the diner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That part, I think, changed 
like her when she just bashed the guy's head in like with the machete yeah yeah although what i think changed ellie the most was the realization that her life is not going to matter yeah she wanted to save humanity potentially mm-hmm. and even if she died she didn't care mm-hmm. and that's the whole conflict of the second game is she was changed completely after realizing that the only chance she had at matter at, at meaning was taken away from her yeah so she actually did care for the good of humanity mm-hmm. you see yeah, joel's that's... motives too yeah but uh, like s- speaking of the first game i think that there is like a noticeable change in ellie's character well you notice that, that point. with henry and sam where oh um, that's right you meet up with henry the and sam and then you end up teaming with them for a couple hours actually and then you finally get to this out like this outpost and you're like you're like oh this is cool it's like you're bonding with like friends and different things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Sam pulls his leg up and shows a bite mark on it, and then you're like, it's over really <laughs> yeah. And then when Ellie goes in, then Sa- then uh, Henry shoots Sam, and he was like devastated, and then he shoots himself yeah, and then- I was just like. What is happening right now? <laughs> but it goes like it goes black at that point. Yeah. And then it skips what is it like a couple months later or something? Yeah, something like that. And then it goes to the damn part. But that's that's like another example of how good Naughty Dog is, is at character development. Yeah. You only get a couple hours with those characters, but by the time they die, you're you're like sad and you're you're shocked and you're your you eyes know. are wide and you're just staring at your yeah. screen like what? <laughs> Like, when you were playing the games, you would pause it, and you just stare. I'd, I'd be watching from my, my computer, and I'd see the person die, and i see you just pause it. <laughs> just stare at it and be like, ponder what just happened. <laughs> the game is so good at that. It's, it's crazy. But, um, but yeah, there is a noticeable change, like, at that point, because she actually did... It's almost she like cared she, about Sam. Yeah, they were kind of like friends. I don't know. It was, she got him the toy, too. Yeah, If you I remember know. that, she gave him the toy that he wanted. Yeah. And it's just like... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's kind of like a, a a lot of what like bonded Joel and Ellie too. It's because yeah. like t- Tess died, and they've and and Henry and Sam died, and like through all this death, like they're still together and they're still yeah. They're the only ones left after all of that they've been been through together. Mm-hmm. Last of Us, mm-hmm. they're the last of pretty much like they're, anyone they cared about. They're friends. Yeah. Much. Um, but yeah, that that one part where you know. She kills a psychopath with a machete or whatever and just, like, bashes him, bashes him over and over. You can see, like, in the next couple, like, scenes, uh, Joel will, like, say something and she, like, wouldn't be paying attention. She should be staring. Yeah. She, you know, like, she's just, like, she was out of it. And she's, like, different. In the second game, she's talking to Dina. Is that how you say her name? Dina, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. Forgettable character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're asking each other when was the first time they killed a person. And she said 13. So... When she um, was with Joel, that was like the first time she ever killed a human. Wait, I think it was. I think it was her friend. No, she didn't kill her. No, no. They, it was. It was the when Joel was being pushed under the water by that. Oh, one that's enemy, right. And she pulled out the gun that Joel and let her have, him. and then shot the guy in the head. It was that no, point. No, it was before he gave her a gun. It was beforehand. Oh, remember? She, she picked it up. She picked up Joel's gun and shot oh, the I guy. I remember that. And then yeah, that's where was, that's where he started to realize that she needs a gun. Yeah, because he was getting drowned. Yeah. And then she killed the guy, and it was either Joel or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never played the DLC, but I've, I've read a recap of it. Mm-hmm. Basically, her and her best friend are at, what, a, some sort of college or school or something? Something like that. And Ar- arcade, I thought. So, or, something. I don't know, well, maybe. no, they were, like, under some rule of some oh, yeah. head or something. So they they snuck out or sneaked out somehow. And they fought a bunch of infected, and eventually her best friend got bit. They both got bit. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. when she realized she was immune. Because they said, all right, we're just going to wait this out and die together, like poetically. Yeah. Her friend died, and she survived. And yeah. then shortly, like right after that is when she met Joel. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that's how she knew she was immune. That's like, that's like what I was saying before at the dam. Like she lost, she either lost or people left like in her life. Mm-hmm. Like people have died and Joel was the last. Where did her parents go? Um, mm. I don't know. Actually, I don't. I don't know if they ever really touch on that. Well, obviously, I know that you guys don't know this, so like, you guys are asking that question. So obviously, I know that The Last of Us Two doesn't. Have oh anything yeah. To do with that. Yeah. So. No, they don't. They don't go that far back. If they 
dealt with that, you would have seen it already. Mm-hmm. True. And yeah. the big well, point is hers maybe, and like, Joel's the, relationship. The that like lady they were trying to worship or whatever was. Mm, I think that'd be too somehow. disconnected. No, that'd yeah. be lame. That's that'd yeah, be that's, crazy. Lame. That's yeah. <laughs> that's Seattle. They they um. Oh, that's right. Fireflies are in Boston. Okay, I remember that. that's pretty far away. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's actually interesting that they're um, like each city kind of has different factions. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, Boston has um the Fireflies. Seattle has what is it? W. They're not just in Boston though. They're everywhere. They're in Seattle too. Hmm. They're oh they're in Santa something California. Yeah. yeah. Later on, the fireflies are all over the U.S., so you can assume that there are little pockets of them all over the place. Yeah. And what um, about Fedra? Are they just all over the U.S. too? Yeah, I think um, during the first game they're actually still around. Fedra. Hmm. Do you fight them at all? Uh, I can't remember. I don't think you do. The government's yeah. completely gone. Yeah. It's just toppled. Well, I mean, there's the QZs, which are kind of like governments. Still around? No, the quarantine zones were probably run by survivors at that point mm-hmm. not the, uh, at not that the point yeah i think the government in the beginning of the the outbreak i think they made qz zones that's where ellie came from yeah mm-hmm. ellie came from a qz zone in well Boston. she wasn't born until later oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. she what do they call it uh infected baby or plate what do they call that uh, someone who was born after the fall i don't know they called it something. Millennials. Boomer. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, most of the governments have fallen at that point. Yeah. And so it was left with just factions um, that were just battling it out. Yeah. Hmm. Fireflies, um, the Scars, Seraphites, that's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just in Seattle, as far as I know, and on yeah. their little island there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I want to talk more about, uh, I want to talk more about the ending. Okay. Like of this, the first one, right? Yeah. The well, yeah. We're, this one's about the first one. I mean, I know we're like kind of referencing the second one, but mm-hmm. just wait. What was the firefly lady's name? I don't know. Oh yeah, when Joel shoots her in the face. Yeah. He's just like, you're gonna come after her. Just the messed up thing is, is that <laughs> I was rooting him on, like even though yeah. he just killed yeah, an like, innocent yes. lady that wanted. She to... wasn't innocent. Well, okay. In retrospect, like. Thinking of it in the big picture, she was innocent. Like but a lot, a lot of those if people. You s- if remember the second one, she didn't want that to happen. She didn't didn't want what to happen. She didn't want she Ellie didn't want to die. She raised That's Ellie, true, but she, she raised... practically raised Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Huh. She remember from uh, the, the first in. one right before, right? No, when she was telling Joel that everything that was happening, she said, "I raised I I uh I her mother." Wanted me to take care of her, oh, yeah. and he's like, "Why are you doing this then?" And she hmm. said, I, "I have more. I have more reason than than anyone else to not want this to happen." Which I think is kind of interesting that she said that, because maybe if it was someone else other than Joel, they would have been okay, or at least well, at he, least okay. She with that mirrored decision. his daughter that he lost. That's what I'm that saying. That was the big thing. That's why it's so impactful. Is because Ellie was. Basically, his daughter reincarnated in a way. You don't hear about Joel's wife at all. No. But... I think she died previously. All he had left before the outbreak was his Ellie. Daughter. Or not Ellie, Sarah. And mm-hmm. Tommy. Yeah, but he cared about his daughter a lot. You can, yeah. you can yeah. see that. Um, didn't him and Tommy have a falling out? They did. Yeah. Uh, some, somewhere in between the outbreak day and... Somewhere in, be- somewhere in between the outbreak day and, like, uh, what is it? Uh, when he meets Ellie, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I honestly, I I think if it was someone else other than Joel that didn't have that background, I think they probably would have made the same decision as the the lady from the Fireflies. And also, what if Ellie was awake? She was no, she, she was, was put she under. She was unconscious. She was on anyways. She had drugs. No, she was unconscious anyways because of the water. Oh right yeah, that's right. You actually save Ellie from the water, and then. Um, the fireflies get to you and knock you out. Yeah, but she's knocked out automatically, so she has no choice in the matter of anything. She has no idea what's happening. I think she would have chose to to have it happen anyway because yeah. she wanted her life to mean something. She yeah, she would have because that's what she says in the second game, which is it's selfish of Joel, but it's selfish of us too because we side with Joel even though the person that's that we're we're kind of like taking her life into our hands because. She wanted her life to mean something, yet we are rooting for Joel. But that's what the whole point of the second game is. Yeah. 
is to show you, okay, maybe you should be rooting for these people. Mm -hmm. But that's what the controversy comes from. It's because we want to root for them, even though we know it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, ah, these games are so good. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for, for, for the second podcast or the one on the second one. Mm -hmm. We're all going to have pretty different opinions. Probably. Yeah. We're probably going to disagree with most of the negative reviews though. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I don't think the game deserves all the the negative feedback. Yeah. Most people will say that the game is terrible. Yeah, that's just but they haven't culture. even played it. Yeah. It's cancel culture, and people review bombing it because mm-hmm. they think they're not gonna like it. Yeah, I mean, I can understand, but you shouldn't bomb a game, review bomb a game that you haven't played yet. Yes, yeah. exactly. Or, the- or just say you're gonna hate it even before you start it. Exactly. I think that. I think the second game is really good. I actually really liked it. I mean, I would. We'll talk about it in the next podcast. But I just think that there are, um, there are some things that I I could go without. Mm-hmm. You know, but back to the first game. Yeah, the ending was was really was was perfect. Mm-hmm. Just everything. I mean, like she asked when she asked him, and there was that pause, and you see his face, and then he said, "What do you say?" Like, um. He said, I swear. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she said, tell me everything you told me was true, that there are others like me. There's <sighs> no cure. And he straight up lied to her face. But there was that moment of silence, and then he breathed hard, and then he's like, I swear. I don't think she believed him. Probably no, not. you could tell by her face. Well, no, she obviously didn't yeah. in the second game, but still, it's so good by itself. Yeah. It would have just been a legend. Yeah, you can take it both game. ways. Didn't yeah. need the second game at all. I don't think so, but... Now that we have it. I I'm mean, happy with the second game. Yeah. Wasn't necessary. If any of you have, uh, like we said before, if any of you have a PS3 or even a PS4 and some extra money, if you're listening without playing the game, with all the spoilers that we just said, yeah, you should play the game. It's it's still worth playing many years later. Yeah. The game is amazing. And like you said, it's, it is it is legendary, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's, you have, if any of you have played the game and you have any thoughts, even the second one, you go and uh, join our Discord from yes. from our site, and you could talk with us. Yeah, we love to talk or debate about this game. Yeah, yeah. yes, and we also uh, we play games with uh, people in the Discord server too. Uh, our site is cubalgaming.com, so the Discord server is up on there. So mm-hmm. it's also Cubal Gaming Discord too. I think you can yeah. search it up. Probably, yeah. I don't know how that works, but I think it's a public server. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you in the next podcast.